1: Did you know Black and White Sports is the number one conservative sports entity on YouTube with over 35 million views? Make sure you subscribe here to the podcast available anywhere quality podcasts are available. Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Anchor, and Spotify, and many others. Hit subscribe now.
0: Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out my Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save twenty-five percent off their popular four-week emergency food kit which will keep you well-fed with four weeks' worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you at now, that's prepare with blackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use mump fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever, and folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today.
2: You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: Oh boy, black and white sports fans. If you guys thought we were done talking about Laurel Hubbard weightlifting in the Tokyo Olympics against women. And in case you guys don't know, Laurel Hubbard is a biological man that competed in the Tokyo Olympics weightlifting against women and absolutely flamed out. Was the only competitor that could not complete a single lift. Now, I called it probably divine intervention because I don't believe that biological males should actually be competing against females. I just don't believe that is fair. But something happened and Laurel Hubbard just completely flamed out in the competition yesterday. But you guys know my take on this. You guys know how Rhodes feels about this. But what nobody is talking about. Is how the competitors against Laurel Hubbard actually felt about Laurel Hubbard actually competing as a woman in the weightlifting class at the Olympics. But now, folks, we know how they feel because the gold, silver and bronze medalists, they were on a panel and they were asked about Laurel Hubbard. And guys, their response said a thousand words and guys, they didn't say one word. So. Let's dive into this. Check this out. An Olympics reporter was met with silence when he asked the women's weightlifting podium about Laurel Hubbard. Now, these women won bronze, silver and gold. And their message about Laurel Hubbard actually competing in these Olympics were pretty clear. And to me, it seems like they rejected Laurel Hubbard competing in the Olympics against them. And the women here on the podium, Emily Campbell, Lee Win-Win, and Sarah Robles did not speak about Hubbard after the event. So let's dive into this. This is going to be fun right here. An Olympus reporter was met with an awkward silence when he asked the women's weightlifting podium about Laurel Hubbard. The gold medal winner, China's Lee Win-Win, the silver medalist, Britain's Emily Campbell, and the bronze medalist, the U.S.'s Sarah Robles, were speaking at a media event after the plus 87 kilogram competition on Monday. Now, it's a shame, guys, that we know Laurel Hubbard, who performed pathetically, and we don't know the names of any of these women that actually won. So congratulations to them. They won. Lee set Olympic records in the snatch, 140 kilograms in the clean and jerk 180 kilograms to claim the championship with a 320 kilogram total lift. Campbell edged out Robles by one kilogram with a total 283 kilogram lift. Now, here we go. The event was also notable because of Laurel Hubbard's participation. The New Zealand weightlifter failed to record a single lift. This is so far. I can't believe this, this is funny. The made history as the first openly transgender Olympian, Here is the question here, guys, and this is just classic. Quote, there was a historic night here with Laurel Hubbard competing as the first openly transgender in an individual event. The reporter said at the press conference, I was wondering what you felt about that and what you felt that took place in your sport. The reporter asked the podium. Campbell had been speaking at length but the reporter appeared to be asking all the athletes for the, for their insights on Hubbard's participation in Tokyo. At first, nobody answered. Nobody answered. Lee was unfazed. Campbell did not move and Robles sip water. Eight seconds passed for Robles said, no, thank you. They didn't want to talk about Laurel Hubbard because, because to me, guys, this just speak volumes right here. These women reject Laurel Hubbard participating in a women's competition when Laurel Hubbard is a biological man. And their silent, their silence on this spoke volumes, if you ask me, they outright reject this. But the media, of course, you know, the media, they love this. They love all of this. You know, they were probably expecting these women to say, oh, right on. Laurel Hubbard, we support you and everything. No, they got none of that. And Robo just said, no, thank you. Which is telling me we reject Laurel Hubbard. You know, China, the people in China, you know, they're not going to go for that. So I'm not surprised that win-win uh, didn't say anything. But all three women, all three women that won a medal said nothing about Laurel Hubbard. They didn't want to talk about Laurel Hubbard. They were probably disgusted that Laura Hubbard was able to compete against them. And boy, this says a lot to me, a lot to me. But you know what? I'm not surprised because we've had several other women that actually competed in New Zealand come out and say, no, this is not right. Uh, Apparently, Laura Hubbard actually broken the records of an actual female champion in New Zealand. And that champion did not feel good about this. Now you have the medalists, gold, silver, bronze, all coming out and saying nothing about Laurel Hubbard when asked about Laurel Hubbard. See, the media—they—they they took a beating on this one because I'm pretty sure the media was actually expecting them to say, "Right on, we support—we support Laurel Hubbard and all that." No, they didn't get any of that. Any of that. This is gold right here, guys. This is gold. I had to bring this to you guys. I didn't know about this until. Um, about 30 minutes ago, and this story actually came out, I believe, like nine hours ago uh, on on the web. So we just finding out about this. The women seem to reject Laurel Hubbard. This is not a surprise to me whatsoever. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to black and white sports
2: and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts
1: now. I'm back. Roadrance for Black and White Sports, we have finally seen... The kind of patriotism we normally see and we hope to see when we watch an Olympic Games. Well, there's been a lot of anti-American sentiment out there. A lot of athletes that seem to be more concerned with being activists than they are with being athletes. Megan Rapino, the woke U.S. women's soccer team. We know Team USA is full of uh, ultra- ultra-woke NBA players. And and some of the play out there reflects that their mind may not be on competing at the highest level in athletics. And, of course, Gwen Berry. Uh, Gwen Berry got embarrassed. She finished 11th out of 12th. And I think it's poetic justice for somebody like Gwen Berry. And then we had a case last night where a young lady named Tamara... Stock came out and won a gold medal. And her reaction was exactly what we love to see. She was very pro-country. She was proud of her country. She was proud to represent her country. And um it was very, very refreshing. It's kind of weird that that thing is now refreshing. Because this used to be what we want to see. And so far... In my opinion, uh, she is the true star of these Olympic Games now. Well, we have another proud American that has come out, and she said a couple of things that you don't hear these days because she not only said she was happy to be representing the United States, but she's also pro-pro-God. We don't hear that a lot these days. People back off. They act like they're scared. And uh, we just don't see that a lot. Very quickly, I am wearing our Media is the Real Virus t-shirt. That's right. You can see it there with Among. These are our most popular shirts. La China," James, Defund the Athletes, Socialism Media. Uh, you can get any of these shirts, anything in the merch store, using promo code First, all one word, for 25%. Off. Oh, let's get to the story. American Olympic gold medalist Sydney McLaughlin, grateful to be able to represent my country. Man, it is so nice to see some humility, some humbleness uh, over the moment and, and what it represents for these athletes. American sprinters Sydney Laughlin and Delilah Muhammad finished 1 and 2 in the 400 meter hur- hurdles at the Tokyo Olympics on Wednesday. Laughlin came from behind to run down Muhammad after the very last hurdle. She clocked in at 5.46, breaking a world record. Muhammad finished at a 5.158, which also broke the original world record. Wow. But finished behind the 21-year-old New Jersey native. Mick Laughlin says, quote, she was grateful to represent the U.S. at the Olympics. Just trusting the process, giving the glory to God. That's all. This season, hard work and dedication. And just really grateful to be able to represent my country and have this opportunity. Absolutely fantastic. Muhammad had defied the odds coming into the Olympics. She battled the the Wuhan virus twice suffered a hamstring injury but is still managing to leave tokyo with a medal it is definitely it definitely was a journey just filled with so many ups and downs just so thankful to god for getting me to this point just so thankful so thankful to end with a silver medal for the usa it is mclaughlin's first gold medal She won the gold in the 2019 World Championships at the 4x400 meter relay. and the silver, in the same competition in the 400 hurdles, Muhammad had won a gold medal uh, in the hurdles in 2016. And that is just fantastic. To uh, the other lady, Tamara Mensah-Stock, was the name of the other lady that uh, was very, very grateful that she won the gold medal. And uh, just what we like to see from these athletes, it's refreshing. Again, it's odd that we have to say it's refreshing. We got so used to seeing this kind of humility and this kind of uh, praise for country and God. Uh, Of course, many of us grew up in the 80s. It seemed like the Olympics, in our opinion, was at the height of competition in a lot of ways because it was the USA, of course, versus the Soviet Union. Now, it's kind of the USA versus our own athletes, which is absolutely ludicrous that we have gotten to this point, but it's so great to see these athletes go out, compete at the highest level, win their events, and then be thankful for the opportunity to represent America, this country, be happy about it, be proud of it. You can feel the pride coming from these athletes. It's amazing. It's amazing. Gwen Berry and some of these others could have learned a lot. America would have embraced somebody like Gwen Berry, somebody like Megan Rapino. But instead, they turned their backs on the country. They attacked our president, our former president. Well, that's another story for another day, YouTube. Uh, But you get my point, guys. Uh, Fantastic. I love to see it. And um, hopefully we get a few more moments like this. Had we gotten an Olympics we was used to, the Olympic ratings probably wouldn't have tanked either. Nobody wants a side of activism with their athletes. We don't want it. Uh, again, I don't know who that message is trying to reach, but the moment you start it, we turn that message off. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to
2: like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube, the no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about the Tokyo Olympics, and we're going to be talking about something that I believe that the mainstream media really is not talking about when it comes to these Olympics. The United States is leading the overall medal count at the Olympics, and this really should not be a surprise. But however, truly in all honesty, folks, this is an absolute disaster. We are leading the overall medal count, folks, but make no mistake about it. We are not winning these Olympics. China is kicking our butt at the Olympics because we are so conditioned to believe that The gold, silver and bronze equals the same weight overall. And we know that's not the case because when you win a silver medal, you come in second place. And when you win the bronze medal, you come in third place. Now, the Olympics are the only sport I can think of where we actually celebrate coming in second. Now, when you look at the NFL, when it comes to the Super Bowl, Being a runner-up in the Super Bowl gets you nothing. You get no praise. You get no prize. Nothing. Same with the NBA. Same with baseball. And even when it comes to individual sports, let's say you're in boxing. You lose a boxing match for the heavyweight title. You win nothing. Only in the Olympics do we celebrate second and third place. Now, guys, I'm going to show you the medal count And by far, China is kicking our butt, folks. So let's dive into this, guys, and check this out. This is the Olympic medal count right here. And I like how on the Olympics website, they actually do show China as first. You can see that the People's Republic of China and the United States of America is second. Now, if you look at the total medals, the U.S. 79 total medals and the People's Republic of China has 70. So we're beating them in total medal count. But guys, when it comes to first place, when it comes to winning, China is kicking our butt. Check this out. China has 32 gold medals to lead the Olympics. The United States at the time of this recording is seven behind China at 25 And Japan is right on the heels of the United States. And we are supposed to accept that the 79 medals count. And it does count because this is the Olympics, but China is kicking our butt. And even some of the media here is starting to pay attention to this right here on Yahoo Sports. Sorry, America. China's leading the real Olympic medal count. And this is absolutely correct. Dan Wetzel puts out this column here. Today, early this morning, he says this. China is kicking the United States tail, at least for now. And these Olympics and Olympics aren't over. Although you wouldn't know it if you just scanned the medal tables in the American media in an unexplained yet apparently nationally accepted county method. Americans tally the standings not by what country wins the most goals, but by which country wins the most total medals. NBC, New York Times, Washington Post, alas, even Yahoo Sports. This is, to be clear, ridiculous. That means China's current tally of 32 goals, 21 silvers and 16 16 bronze, uh, 69 total, but it's more updated on the other one I just showed you, is somehow not as good as the United States, 25 goals, 29 silvers and 21 bronze, 75 total. Try telling China's Seven extra gold medalists that their victories didn't matter. What is the name of participation trophies is going on here? The rest of the world favors gold over everything. That's how the International Olympic Committee tallies it. Same with the medal standing on the Tokyo 2020 website. It's good enough for the media companies all over the world, just not in the U.S. apparently. Everyone else has this right sense Quite literally, gold is better than the others. It's a simple concept. Gold, silver, bronze. Now, I'm definitely going to blame the media for taking this mindset of total metal count. Look at Simone Biles. Simone Biles, Team USA Gymnastics, they end up winning the gold because, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, silver. Remember, she actually dropped out. She quit. And she dropped out of a lot of events. And now, yesterday, she actually won a bronze medal in an individual event. And guess what, folks? The media was celebrating it like she had won the gold because, you know, she overcame uh, mental health issues and things like that. They glorified her for winning the bronze. This is, this is a young woman in Simone Biles. The expectation is is that she is the goat and we're celebrating her for winning a bronze. Because apparently she overcame some mental issues and we know that's a whole nother story right there. We've done several videos on that. But, you know, it's okay. She's a victim. She's getting bullied by by people saying that she quit when she did quit. And the mainstream media is celebrating her for winning a bronze medal. But the bigger picture is. The United States is getting destroyed by China. We're getting destroyed by China. I guess this shouldn't be too much much of a surprise as China tends to control all things sports. They control the NBA. They control enter- entertainment and movies. It's just gotten so out of hand. So maybe it's only fitting that China is kicking our butts in the true Olympic medal count of leading The overall medal count, 32 to 25. To me, folks, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing because we know that our most vocal athletes out there at the Olympics, they don't care about this country. Maybe the Chinese athletes are probably more patriotic to China than the Americans are to America. And I find that to be embarrassing. Gwen Berry goes out there and finishes 11th out of 12th because, you know, she was more concerned about Social justice stuff and other stuff that had nothing to do with the Olympic Games. U.S. women's soccer team goes out there, lays an egg, can't score a point or a goal against Canada, and they are not going to win a gold medal. They're not even going to win a, win a silver medal. They may end up with a bronze if they win their next match. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this, black and white sports fans? China. Is kicking our butt. They are. This is sad, but this is reality. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.
2: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about the NFL and the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins. The news that we got today, folks, it is the death knell of the legacy of the Washington Redskins. It is over. And I guess we kind of should have saw this coming, folks, because the Washington football team, this is a team with no name, no identity, nothing that fans can actually relate to. The fans of Washington knew this team as the Redskins. Well, guys, if you are a fan of this football team, you will be highly disappointed going to the stadium this season because last season they didn't have any fans. And they changed their name to the Washington football team as they bent the knee and discarded decades of history. I believe they were the Redskins for like, what, 100 years or something like that are pretty, pretty close. But if you're going to show up now to a Washington football game, folks, you better not show up and honor the legacy of the Redskins. Because check this out, guys. Washington football team no longer permitting fans to wear Native American headdresses face paint at home games. Why can't you honor Native Americans? I need an answer to this. I really do. Is it offensive? Well, they were known as the Redskins for decades and people showed up to the games in face paint and headdresses. They were honoring Native Americans. But now since the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, decided to bend the knee, their legacy of being the Redskins has been eliminated. You cannot wear a headdress at the game. You cannot wear face paint. Because I guess somebody has deemed this to be racist. But it says here, the Washington football team has yet to announce its new name, but until then, club policy will begin breaking fans away from the old one. The club announced Wednesday that fans at FedEx Field will not be permitted to wear Native American ceremonial headdresses or face paint this season. Fans weren't permitted into WFT home games last year due to COVID-19, and the prior year, such costuming was still permitted under the former branding. It will be 2022 before the franchise is rebranded with a new name and logo, but all that's known for certain at this point is that it will not contain any Native American imagery. Quote, we have 89 years of history in this league and fell into a knowledge or pass our past use of Native American in imagery. in the consideration of the new name wouldn't be mindful of the individuals and communities that were hurt by the previous name. Now, guys, almost nobody that was Native American was offended by this name. This is complete baloney. And this is a Washington uh, football team president, Jason Wright wrote for the team's website last month. We've made significant changes in our organization and our culture and our new name must reflect these changes to that end. We will choose an identity that unequivocally departs from any use or approximate linkage to native American imagery. Unreal guys. Unreal that the Washington football team, they might as well just forget about Joe Gibbs and the Washington Redskins winning three Super Bowls, because I guess if you show those pictures and you see the Native American imagery on the side of the helmet, I guess that's going to be deemed offensive. You can forget about throwback jerseys. You can forget about throwback uniforms. The Washington Redskins are just completely dead now, completely dead. The Washington football team. Has no history. I guess that uh, Washington fans just should consider this uh, new football team to be some type of an expansion team because they don't have any history. They have no name, no logo, no history, no nothing. Nothing. Joe Gibbs never existed for the Washington football team. The Redskins never existed. I guess, you know, if you're going to wear a throwback uh, T-shirt to a game with the Washington Redskins name, with the logo, maybe they'll kick you out of the game. This is utterly ridiculous folks. completely ridiculous. But you know, the Kansas city chiefs, you guys are nets. I mean, they have retired their, uh, their horse. I believe his name was like Warhorse or something like that. Not permitted. The Kansas city chiefs are on deck. Trust me. I don't care what you guys say. You said, you guys say you keeping a name. Trust me. You guys will bend the knee, too, because this is what sports has done. Everything is offensive. Everything is offensive to the woke mob. And truly, folks, Native Americans really had no say in this in this decision to drop the name. This is just completely ridiculous. I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, Redskins, Cowboys. That was a real robbery. I don't know what this robbery is now with Washington, a team with no name. Versus the Cowboys? No, that's not history. That is not legacy. This is utterly ridiculous garbage. If you ask me, that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this, black and white sports fans? The Redskins are completely dead now. Don't even show up to the stadium. Even thinking about wearing a Redskins shirt, headdress, hat, because you will be kicked out, guys. Anyway, guys, let's you think about all this in the comments make sure you subscribe to black and white sports
2: and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like comment and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on black and white sports. You're tuning into black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: All right, black and white live fans. We are back with another video and we're going to be talking about the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson guys. You may have not have actually heard this, but Lamar Jackson has tested positive for the virus and he is actually unvaccinated folks. So he will have to quarantine for 10 days. And now guys, this whole vaccine and the virus, it has gotten completely political. We've covered that before. I'm pretty sure you guys know the politics involved with the vaccine. Now, Lamar Jackson, world-class athlete, young. I'm pretty sure he has little to no complications whatsoever from testing positive from the virus. And actually, guys, this is not the first time he tested positive. Week 12 last season, Lamar Jackson tested positive and he missed a game. Now he has tested positive again. And now you have the governor of Maryland urging Lamar Jackson to get the jab. As you can see right here on OutKit, folks, Maryland governor urges Lamar Jackson to get vaccinated. Now, here's the thing, guys. We know and this is just the fact here. If you get vaccinated, you can still get the virus. Now, Lamar Jackson has already tested positive two times for the virus. I'm pretty sure he has antibodies. I'm pretty sure he's having little to no effect whatsoever because he's extremely young and he is in excellent condition. The thing about this virus is it mostly affects people. That aren't in very good shape. Have uh, underlying health conditions. And I don't believe that to be a case. With a guy. That's in his early 20s. That is a world class athlete. I'm pretty sure he's having little to no problems whatsoever. And now you have the governor of Maryland. Coming out and urging Lamar Jackson. To take the jab. Now guys we said it before. You check with your physician. On whether or not. You should actually be taking the vaccine or not. Don't listen to politicians. That's just my take on it. Check with your medical provider. Don't listen to us because we're not giving you any type of medical advice. And I wouldn't even trust the government to give you medical advice either. You check with your own doctor. Okay. Now, with that being said. This is what the governor of Maryland had to say. It says here on the Ravens, Governor Larry Hogan, quote, Lamar's got to get vaccinated with the rules. The NFL put down. I can't imagine a team wanting to forfeit a game or lose a chance at the playoffs. And none of the players getting paid because someone won't get a vaccine. Now, guys, I highly doubt that games will be forfeited because the NFL, one thing that they do love, they love their money. The game will be made up guys. Think of this. All of these players in the NFL are world class athletes in extremely great physical condition. You already had players miss uh games because of the virus last season. I don't remember anybody having any major health problems when they got the virus because they take care of their bodies and Lamar Jackson is no different, but To Governor Larry Hogan, if he gets the jab, if he chats with his doctor and his doctor says, all right, I recommend that you actually uh, take the vaccine. And Lamar says, all right, I will take it. What if he tests positive for a third time? What would you have to say then? And guys, we know that this uh, Delta variant is out there. You can get the virus. You can transmit the virus, whether you're vaccinated or not. I mean, that's coming from. The CDC. I mean, that's why you have these cities out there trying to implement uh, mass mandates. And God forbid, man, if you're in New York City, I feel extremely bad for you What Bill de Blasio is doing out there. I mean, he is just went full dictator now with something that's even worse, I believe, than a vaccine passport. But I digress. But guys, what do you think it is? What do you think of Governor Larry Hogan trying to force Lamar Jackson to get the vaccine. I believe he wants to use athletes as an example. I believe he wants these athletes to actually push other people to get the vaccine because the government overall, the federal government, they they're missing their numbers on the number of vaccinated people. And I got a bit problem, you know, with the government basically trying to force people to get the jab or not. And when it comes to athletes, these guys are in excellent condition. They have probably the best uh, health care possible because these teams have world class medical physicians on the staff, on the payroll. They're going to take care of their bodies. And Lamar Jackson has already tested positive two times. So, what if he actually gets the jab and tests positive again? What will these politicians then say? If he does test positive for a third time, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but I'm pretty sure he's probably going to have almost no symptoms because of the physical condition he's in. And he's going to have antibodies. I'm pretty sure he already does, but that doesn't necessarily stop you you know, from getting the virus. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white live fans? Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to black and white live.
2: And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Rose Rance for our black and white live. We're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. As it seems, they got some drama when it comes to the jab. Once again, we're not medical experts, and we feel like people should do whatever they feel they need to do. Well, Mike Zimmer, the coach of the Vikings, he doesn't feel that way. He feels like everybody should get vaccinated, and he's making it very, very well known. And it also kind of opens the veil on his quarterback situation and how they feel about the jab themselves. So here we are. We've talked about the fact that this is going to be a potential issue that causes a competitive imbalance in games because of the differences in the protocols between vaccinated and unvaccinated players. Well, this is it. This is exactly what Mike Zimmer is a coach, and I understand his job is to win games. And it, honestly, Mike Zimmer might be in some trouble this year. Okay, they didn't have a great year last year. I'm sure he would like to at least sniff the playoffs. And look, I think the Vikings got a good, good shot of at least grabbing that last wild card spot or being extremely competitive for that wild card spot. So let's get to this story because this is uh, this is pretty interesting and we're going to see more of this. And uh, Mike Zimmer's pissed. He's pissed at Kirk Cousins and his team. Zimmer Vince, and this is from the Marxist ESPN of China. Zimmer Vince on team's vaccination situation. expects players to miss games during season as the Vikings begin their second week of training camp down three of four quarterbacks due to a COVID-19 interruption, Coach Mike Zimmer doubled down on his frustrations aimed at unvaccinated players and the likelihood that the situation his team currently faces becomes a reality during the regular season. Quote, I just feel like we're going to have guys miss games. There are so many cases going on right now. We're going to have guys miss some games, and we have to be prepared for it. The Vikings plays quarterbacks Kirk Cousins, Kellen Mond, and Nate Stanley on the COVID-19 reserve list on Sunday, one day after Jake Browning was the only quarterback available for Minnesota's Saturday evening practice. Minnesota rookie receiver Myron Mitchell was also placed on the COVID-19 reserve list. Earlier Saturday, Mon returned a positive COVID 19 test. As a result, Cousins and Stanley, who were deemed high risk close contacts because they are unvaccinated, according to a league source. So the NFL doxed out Kirk Cousins' vaccination status per a league source. Interesting have to isolate for five days before they're eligible to come off the reserve list and return to practice. Zimmer didn't mask his frustrations at his players and quote everybody who has not received the COVID-19 vaccine. But really, Mike Zimmer? Because we need health advice from a freaking NFL coach. All right. Going through all the things you had to do last year with mask, protocol, traveling, can't leave for a day, can't go out, see your family and all the things, can't go out to dinner on the road, have to wear a mask on a plane, all that stuff. It was just difficult, Zimmer said. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I think we could put this thing to bed if we all do this, but it is what it is. Man, it sounds to me like you're kind of trying to get political on here, Mike Zimmer. And, you know, I was actually a big Mike Zimmer fan Not so sure anymore all of a sudden. The Vikings coach said he spoke again with his teams uh, regarding the stance on the vaccinations and the negative consequences of being unvaccinated following Saturday's disruption. Quote, I talked to the team, and like I said before, there are quite a few guys that are just against it. Zimmer said, you're not going to be able to change their mind, so it's like half the country, I guess so he decided to take a shot at half the country as well. Zimmer said the Vikings are looking into a plan in which they could keep one quarterback quarantined away from the rest of the position room during the season in the event of another COVID-19 interruption arises during the week. Oh, good hell. Please cue Mike Florio beating the Colin Kaepernick drum again. He did it last year for that, that exact reason. Why don't Bruce Arians take a run at Colin Kaepernick and quarantine him away? Good God. We're going to hear that again. That, however, would depend on how many quarterbacks the Vikings have vaccinated. Browning is currently the only one. I can't believe that's Jake Browning of Washington. He was a hell of a quarterback. In college. In college, he was a hell of a quarterback. The reality that the situation the Vikings are currently dealing with Could happen again during a game week had Zimmer pondered the question. How would he react if the Vikings lost the game because their starting quarterback or star player was unavailable for COVID-19 protocols? Probably won't be happy. We lost the game first, and I probably won't be happy we could have prevented this. Like I said, these guys, some of them just won't do it. I shouldn't say it. But some of the things they read is just, whew, out there. It's their beliefs. So I don't know if it's misinformation. It's their belief. So whatever they've heard or read or been told not from maybe, they don't believe what the NFL chief medical officer, Dr. Seals, or the NFL is telling them. Either so. And they go on to talk about the situation and Jake Browning being the I guess the fourth quarterback on the roster. And uh, again, Jake Browning was a star college quarterback. And uh, some people thought he had some real NFL potential, but uh, I guess not. Not if you're the fourth option on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I may be wrong, but I believe Kirk Cousins is pretty religious. I I may be wrong in that. Um, but I don't know if it's possibly a, a religious issue, something that's causing him not to want to get vaccinated, or or he's just not comfortable with the idea of doing it, which, in my opinion, is just fine, okay? There's nothing wrong. If you don't feel comfortable with it, there should be nothing wrong with that. The NFL is trying to punish players. Now, what I find funny is our NFL teams, and they're going to do it. They're going to cut players because they would not get vaccinated. But let's look at this. We've got real quarterbacks that we highly suspect have not gotten vaccinated. Now we know. Kirk Cousins, which I don't think the league should put that out and make it public, but the league is saying Kirk Cousins is not vaccinated. Well, we're pretty sure Sam Darnold is not vaccinated for the Panthers either. Okay, he made some comments a while back about the fact that he wasn't quite comfortable or he wanted more information before he made a decision. All right, there were rumors Josh Allen of the Bills might be in the Cole Beasley camp. We don't know. I bet bottom (laughs) dollars to donuts. I bet these NFL teams don't have the cojones to cut their star quarterback because he would not get the jab. I also don't love the fact that Mike Zimmer decided to get blatantly political in this. He just got through talking about half of America. Whoever decides they won't get vaccinated. And like like I said, like we've said, eh, we're not medical professionals, okay? So do what you think you need to do you get the jab? Okay, if that's what you want to do, that's your decision. If you haven't? Okay, that's what you wanted to do. It's your decision. But the point is, it should be up to you. It should not there should not be employment interference in this, state interference in this, federal interference in this. In my opinion, it should be your own it's your own personal health. And these teams are trying to get involved uh, down to the level of forcing. They're really trying to put players in a position to be forced to be vaccinated. They should not be trying. And and look, Mike Zimmer's using fear-mongering, in my opinion, because he is saying, um, you know, you may lose games. We may win. You know, he's trying to put the pressure of you may cost your team Okay, well, Kirk Cousins is worried about his health. He's not worried about whether or not the team wins or loses when it comes to this one singular issue. I promise you, Kirk Cousins wants to do all he can to win football games to a certain reasonable extent when what he's telling you is his own personal medical beliefs or whatever it may be, that football does not supersede that. In my opinion, that's okay, and I think it's totally unfair that the NFL has put these players in this position. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. We're going to see this more and more. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show.
2: Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event
1: starts now. I'm back. Roadrance for Black and White Live. Well, it seems... We may not have seen the last of a potential future Hall of Fame quarterback. He certainly has the numbers for it. What he doesn't have is the rings. Well, there's a rumor out there, and really it's a rumor of Philip Rivers' own creation, that he may be looking to make a comeback in the NFL after just retiring last year. And it's no coincidence, by, by the way, he played with the Colts last year, and Carson Wentz is hurt. Good God. It's a foot injury. Carson Wentz can't help it. It is what it is. But, man, he's injury prone. Much like Jimmy G, that may be Carson Wentz's demise. Is his injury history. So, let's take a look at this. We may not have seen the last of Phillip Rivers in the NFL. This is from Outkick. Should quarterback Carson Wentz miss extended amount of time, the Colts may have a familiar face ready and willing to keep his spot warm. Last year's starter in Indianapolis, Philip Rivers is hinting at a possible return to the field. In a conversation with Sam Farmer of the LA Times, Rivers 39, who retired in January, sounded like he's not ready to hang up the cleats for good. I'm not quite there. I'm getting back there. I wouldn't have made weight if I had to report last week, that's for sure. But... And this is where it gets really interesting. But I'm getting back into lifting and running and shoot. I occasionally throw a ball around here in this heat. It's not too hard to get a good lather going. Currently coaching high school football in Alabama, Rivers could trade in a headset for a helmet if the right opportunity presents itself. I'm just going to stay ready. I want to make sure I'm very clear. I'm not predicting I will play in December or January, for that matter. One, you've got to have somebody that wants you. Two, it's got to be right. But I have not completely ruled it out. Wow. He may not have to wait until the winter for an opportunity to come knocking. The cold starter, Carson Wynn, underwent foot surgery, And could miss as many as 12 weeks. And I can tell you with foot injuries, that could end up being a really bad situation for Carson Wentz. His injury has led to speculation that the Colts may gauge Rivers' interest in a return. In his lone season with Indy, Rivers threw for 24 touchdowns and more than 4,000 yards. Good God, it's hard to believe he threw for 4,000 yards leading the Colts to the postseason. If there ever was a perfect situation to put his brief retirement on hold, this may be the one. Oh, yeah, Rivers has nine kids. So after spending more time than ever at home, he may want a little me time in Indianapolis. That's very interesting. And let's just let's look real fast because, you know, with Phillip Rivers, he's... Right now, Phillip Rivers is in the hall of very good, in my opinion. And and really damn good. Um, Wow, he's got 63,000 passing yards. A 2-1 to touchdown-interception ratio. um, Almost a 30-game winning record. God, 421 touchdowns, 8 Pro Bowls. I gotta tell you... Without a Super Bowl or not, it's going to be hard to keep him out of the Hall of Fame with those numbers. Um, and I know he played in large part during the passing era, but it's hard to keep a quarterback out with 400 touchdowns and 60,000 yards. He's probably going to make the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's a man, that QB class he came out of. Eli Manning, who's going to make the Hall of Fame. Personally, I don't think he should make it, okay? But he's got two Super Bowl rings. He's going to make it. Ben Roethlisberger is moonwalking backwards right into the Hall of Fame. First ballot. And Phillip Rivers, he is probably going to make it. So, very interesting. Phillip Rivers. And look, if he was to come back and get, say, 12, 13 games in, throw another 3,000 yards up there, Throw another 18 to 20 touchdowns up there. All it's going to do is pad the statistics. If they make the playoffs, he's got another playoff berth on his resume. Uh, He's going to go down in history as a quarterback that was really, really good that probably does not get a ring. What a shame. What a shame. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Phillip Rivers... I got to be real. Phillip just comes out and says basically he wants to play and he's getting ready to play. I think the Colts end up calling him because we're in August. The season starts in basically five weeks. Come hell or high water, he could play six weeks or seven weeks. And, and who knows if Carson comes back healthy? Peace. I'm out.